Welcome to the Sunday Monday Show, a podcast about being bold in faith, work, and life. I'm your host, Jane Kennedy. Let's get down to business. Hello and welcome to the Sunday Monday Show and our very special series on the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Over the next nine weeks, I will be sharing nine episodes with you on individual fruit of the Holy Spirit, which include love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, faithfulness, goodness, gentleness, and self-control. For each of these fruit, I reached out to a friend who I feel like lives this fruit beautifully in their life, and we had a conversation about it. We talked about the um, the fruit of that Holy Spirit. We talked about the challenges. We talked about um, living this in a world where it can be so hard to live these virtues. Um, and we also talked about living it in our particular state of life. So some of these friends are married. Some of them have young kids. Some of them are single. Many of them work in some way. And I'm just so excited to share their stories with you because truly, I have been so inspired by these conversations. I think they're some of the best we've ever had on the Sunday Monday show, and I cannot wait to share them with you. So without any further ado, welcome to our Fruit of the Spirit series, and let's get started. Emily, thank you so much for joining me on the Sunday Monday show. Thank you, Jane, for having me. It's such an honor to be on your show and get to chat with you. I'm so excited and I'm especially excited to talk to you about peace because I feel like you just emanate peace and this is something I desire to grow in a lot. So I'm excited to um, uh, kind of use this podcast for my personal gain as well as hopefully share um, some wisdom with other people. So thanks for saying yes. Of course. Yeah. Thanks for asking. I'm also, you know, using this for my personal gain because I too need to grow in my um, ability to live from a place of peace. So it's been, it's been a blessing to just like reflect and prepare and I'm looking forward to conversation. Good. I'm yeah, I'm so excited. Um, so as we get started, would you mind just introducing yourself briefly for people who have not had the um, pleasure of meeting you yet? Sure. Um, yeah, I'm Emily. I, I live in Santa Barbara, California with my husband and our two kids. We have a three-year-old boy and a baby girl who will be one in a couple days. Um, what else? I am mostly home with them. Um, stay at home mom, which is, has been such a gift. And then I also on the side teach Pilates at a studio here in town, which is super fun. And yeah, I think that's it. I've been growing up in Southern California my whole life and we're loving it. We're enjoying being here and just living our family life here. It was so wonderful to get to, I was in Santa Barbara, gosh, probably a month ago. Mm -hmm. And it was so lovely to see you and Ryan and we met in college. So we went to Santa Barbara together. Um, So many, I feel like so many of these podcast episodes are people who I met in Santa Barbara because we just (laughs) were so blessed with such a good community of people. Um, And, and yeah, it's just, it was so beautiful to like be at you and Ryan's wedding and then to be able to be there a month ago with your two beautiful children. And yeah, it's just such a gift to get to witness that and witness kind of, um, I don't know, like all the virtue that you two have been so intentional about cultivating in your lives, like how that spills into your family life. I think that it's just like, it's so beautiful. You can't talking to so many people who have young kids, like you can't just decide like when you're a parent that you're all of a sudden going to be patient and peaceful and, you know, joyful. Like, I think it is something you cultivate and peace, especially I feel like is something that has to be cultivated. Um, so it's beautiful to see that in your life and 
I can, I, I witnessed it firsthand. So it's been, it's been really cool for me. <laughs> Thank you. I know it's so good to see you when you're up here. That was a lot of fun. Oh, we had a great time. Mm-hmm. So as we jump into peace, how would you define peace? And then as you kind of think about like that definition, like how do you think that you choose it in your daily life? Um, I think when I was reflecting on just like what the definition of peace would be, it's kind of hard because I feel like there's a lot of ways you could think about it. But the thing that just kept coming to mind was the word well-being um, and like this this deep sense of well-being that goes beyond external circumstances, goes beyond like the things of the world. Um, and I guess that sense of well-being, that sense of peace comes from a deep relationship, deep intimacy with the Lord um, and like total abandonment to him, to his care, to his providence. Um, yeah. And, and just living from yeah, <laughs> abandonment to divine providence. We talked about that a lot in Santa Barbara when Jane was here, she just held up her book. <laughs> we might, we might see some themes from there coming through today. Um, but yeah, just like living out of that relationship with the Lord. Um, and living in in harmony with how he's calling us to live and responding to him in that way. Um, I also wanted to read this definition from Padre Pio because it's just, it's so good. And I feel like he says, he says it so well. Um, He says, peace is the simplicity of spirit, the serenity of conscience, the tranquility of the soul and the bond of love. Peace is order. It is the harmony in each one of us. It is a continual joy that is born in witnessing a clear conscience conscience. It is the holy joy of a heart wherein God reigns. Peace is the way to perfection, or even better, in in peace dwells perfection. And I just thought that was a good all-encompassing definition of peace from Padre Pio. He's so wise. Yeah, I love that. That's so good. Oh my gosh. There's so many things to go, to go into that definition, but I'll let you finish this question. So how would you choose that in your daily life? And then we'll, we'll go back to that. Cause that definition was so comprehensive. Um, in daily life, I think like something that I try to do is to just prioritize like quiet prayer in the mornings. Um, just carving out that time for silence has been so important and like starting my day in a peaceful place rather than just like waking up and immediately like, you know, going to my phone or um, I've been trying to wake up like before the kids get up so that, you know, I'm not just waking up and and suddenly there's all these demands on me right away, you know? Um, So I think like having that time in silence and those peaceful, that, you know, peaceful half an hour, 20 minutes in the morning, just to like pray and to be with the Lord um, is something that I try to do. we try to pray with our kids, which is really helpful. And just like <laughs> kind of as a family coming back to the Lord, especially in moments where, you know, it feels chaotic or, you know, just throughout the day, trying to remember um, that, like, you know, in our vocation as a family, we we're like trying to seek the Lord and trying to live in relationship with him. Um, and I think something that like <laughs> I used to teach bar and, and now I'm teaching Pilates, something that those things have taught me is like staying connected to like breath and just like breathing helps me so much to just like come back to the moment. Um, and and something kind of along with that that I like to do is is the Jesus prayer, which is um, I think it's an Eastern tradition, like a Byzantine tradition, but it's it's a prayer that's connected to your breath where you say, um, 
like you you are saying the words along with your breath and that, that just like really helps me to come back into the moment and just like find those moments of peace um throughout the day um and then along with that just trying to stay present in the moment throughout the day especially with family you know there's often a lot going on and it's easy sometimes to like i'd rather you know distract myself and be always listening to a podcast or um like trying to get things done you know rather than just like engaging with the people around me engaging with the present moment and like really meeting the lord in those moments um so I think, yeah, just like in daily life, those are some things that I try to do. Obviously it's not perfect and lots of room to grow, um, but those things I find can be helpful. I love that. Could you share the Jesus prayer with us? I, th I think I've heard it before, but would love for you to share that. Sure, yeah, it's you. So I think you inhale, you say, Lord Jesus Christ, son of God, and then exhale, have mercy on me, a sinner. Or another way I've heard it is um, inhale, Jesus Christ, Son of God. No, inhale, Jesus Christ. Exhale, Son of God. Have mercy on me. Inhale, a sinner. Exhale. So, however you want to connect mm -hmm. your breath. Um, but I really love that because it just brings you back into your body, into the moment, and like to the Lord because you're praying. Um, mm -hmm. So, I love that. Yeah, I think there is something to be said for. I think with with peace and this, I think was also in Padre Pio's definition, but so much of it is about being in the present and being where you are. And I think that when I find myself feeling anxious or worried, it's usually because I am like projecting out of where I am. So it's mm -hmm. like, okay, if I were to actually think about like where I am at this moment, what God is calling me to do. And that's why this abandonment to divine providence book is so good because they talk again and again about like, if you're not present to where you are right now, you can't do the will of God. And like, you can't find that peace because you are constantly trying to like solve problems that aren't yours to solve or create plans that God isn't asking you to create or fix things that God is not asking you to do. Um, and again, I think it's important to look to the future and to be prudent and, you know, save money and, you know, make decisions that are, are going to make your life better. But I, but I think that a lot of my lack of peace comes from either not being where I am or like not wanting to be where I am and being like, hmm. I have a better plan. Like I would rather be doing this right now. Um, yeah. And I like that all of your kind of daily, it seems like a lot of your daily practices have that at the center. It's like, okay, I want to be here in this prayer so that when my kids wake up, like I'm going to be able to kind of act from a place of peace and love versus reacting to like whatever the like emergency is for the day. Um, so I really love that. Thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah I liked what you said about just, like so often we lose our peace because we're trying to like take control of things or like we're we're not like fully surrendered to the lord and so we're trying to like we're being self-reliant and we're trying to take things into our own our own hands and we're fighting these battles that like god is not asking us to fight um and that's something i went, i went back to the book searching for and maintaining peace when i was like prepping for this because i haven't read it in a while and it's so good and um father jack philippe was was talking about how so much of our spiritual life is a battle to remain at peace and to just remain with the lord when even when all of our circumstances and everything external is you know is changing and there's moments where things are really difficult or chaotic or we're worried and we're stressed about things but 
to remain to like fight to remain at peace and recognize like that that is the heart of it and that's like the battle that the lord is asking us to undertake um and to trust that he's he's going to take care of everything um i think is yeah was something that i i really took from that book and um like you like you said like living life with excellence and and planning for the future but doing so from a place of peace and surrender and like trust that I can only do so much. And like, I have a father in heaven who loves me and who takes care of me and, and I can surrender the rest to him. Um, I think when we live from that place, it's so much easier to, to stay in that place of peace because we know that we're being taken care of and we know that we're loved. Yeah. It's the heart of trust. Right. And something I've been meditating on a lot this summer has been, um, Jesus, the good shepherd and holding the little lambs. Like those, sometimes I'll just go look at an icon of Jesus with a little lamb. I have my and icon right here. <laughs> do you really? <laughs> yeah. It's like, right. I'm like, can see it right here from where I'm sitting. There's just something about that where I am that little lamb, but I am always wriggling around and trying to go off on my own. And I'm like, Hey, come this way. I have an idea. And I just, there has been something so, and sometimes it'll take me like 30 minutes, an hour of prayer to kind of finally get back to that place of resting as that little lamb. Because I just, again, I feel like we live in a culture and a world that is so you figure it out yourself, like girl boss it, like go out and get what you want and make it happen. And like, yeah, you can go out and make things happen. But oftentimes I find that when I push something of my own, like kind of will, it doesn't that it, it does, it lacks that peace. Right. And it's, when I think of peace, I also think of that scripture. It's like, he gives us peace that surpasses understanding. And I have been in like really disappointing situations or really hurtful situations. And I've had peace. And I'm like, this makes no sense. It makes no sense that in something that is so like sad or making me so angry or making me so like confused, like it doesn't make sense that I feel peace here, but there's peace. Mm -hmm. And I think that's been a huge gift in my faith of like, sometimes being called to do things that are uncomfortable or maybe I wouldn't choose to do, but then realizing like, oh wait, there's a piece in this. And that's such a good affirmation kind of that, like I'm doing the right thing. Um, and so I think it can be a signal too to like, okay, does this feel peaceful? Like, is this a peaceful decision? Like, again, doing something adventurous could give you peace too. Like, it's not like the peaceful decision is just like sitting and doing nothing. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think that there's a different piece that the world tries to get us to manufacture for ourselves versus the peace that God gives us when he calls us to something. Totally. Yeah. I, yeah. I think you're so right. Like that deep sense of peace that sometimes doesn't make sense, but it is such a good like tool when it comes to discernment. Like you were saying, like it's a signal of like, okay, this is where the Lord wants me right now. He doesn't work in anxiety. He doesn't work in hurry. He doesn't work in these like, you know, feelings of of being rushed or yeah of worry he's like present in the peace and that's where like you know the holy spirit is able to work and to to lead us you know where he wants to be and to allow us to like actually serve and use our gifts like for the people around us you know um when we operate from that place of peace it's so much more <laughs> effective when we're trying to you know live the way that the lord is asking us to and it's always better like that's the place where it's the lesson I have to relearn constantly. It's like, oh, if I do the thing that gives peace, if I take the direction that I feel called to, even if it doesn't make sense, like ultimately I know God is in it. And that's what this abandonment to divine providence book is so good at. It's like, 
you can't like everything that happens to you, everything good, whether you determine it to be good or bad, like it is of God, like he has, he has either willed it or allowed it. Mm -hmm. And so like the response that they say in the book is like, when something happens and you're not really sure what's happening, you say it is the Lord. Like it is the Lord. The Lord is here and he is, he's doing this. Um, and I just love that because I think that it is such a personal relationship that we have with Jesus. And the chapter I was reading this morning was all about how, like, we always want to look to the stories of saints and we want to look to books and I'm the worst, you know, um, offender of this. I am constantly reading different spiritual books for answers to things. And the writer was like, you know, the, the most personal um, experience we will have of God is a story he writes of our own lives with us. Mm -hmm. And so it is good to see like examples of like, this is someone who followed God's will, but like, we need to not be trying to follow in the foot's exact footsteps of a saint, because that's not our story. Or like you could have someone in your life who is living a life you could desire, but like you following the same steps as them is not like God's call for you. Like they're different. Um, and because we want to see patterns or I want to see patterns and I want to see like a, a framework and like an outline. You want to have that's really hard. <laughs> totally a control yes. thing. Yeah. And peace and control are just not compatible at all, mm-hmm. at all. Um, yeah. 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 I think so often we live from this place where we act like we act like orphans and we act like we don't have like God as our father and we don't trust that like he has given us everything we need. Um there's a, I'm going to read this passage from Searching for it and Maintaining Peace too, because I, it's just, it's so good. And I feel like if we actually believe this, then, you know, we would be truly living from this place of peace. Mm-hmm. It says, he never leaves us deprived of what is essential, his presence, his peace, and all that is necessary for the complete fulfillment of our lives, according to his plans for us. If he permits suffering, then it is our strength to believe, as Therese of Lisieux says, that God does not permit unnecessary suffering. And I just love that. It's just like, he never leaves us deprived. Like we might, you know, have certain poverties in our life, whether it's, you know, material or, you know, struggles that we have, but like in every moment, God is giving us everything we need and like giving him himself ultimately, like to be with us in it and to unite us to him. Um, and yeah, I think that just can bring that sense of peace to even the really difficult situations that we might find ourselves in. Mm, yeah, I love that. It's so good. And it's true, right? It's actually true. If we sit in, I'll sit, like I had a day a couple of days ago where I'm kind of, I'm getting ready to make my move back to DC. Mm-hmm. And I hit a day a few days ago that was just like, truly, as I was sitting and doing my exam and at the end of the day, I was like, this was a perfect day. I got to see people I love. I got to go to mass. I got to see so many of my family members. I got to talk on the phone with my best friend. Like I got to read for hours. Like I had this amazing day, um, played in the pool with a bunch of really cute babies. Like I just had the best day. And I was like, wow, this day in itself was so exactly what I needed. And like, not every day is going to be like that, but I think that there is something so good about receiving the gift of what we have. And actually acknowledging that because I think the biggest trick of the enemy and what he always tries to do is to just kind of wedge in into our peace and into our trust. And we all have, I think, I mean, it changes over time, but I think we all have that one thing that the enemy can kind of instill hurry, worry, and fear into. And then it's like everything else, you know, we could see the gift of God and everything else, but we just ignore it because we're focusing on that one thing, whether it's like that job you really want or like you're, you want to have children or you're waiting for your vocation, like whatever that is, it's like the enemy will grab that and then be like, 
are you sure? Like, it's what he says in the garden. Like, are you sure God is like good? Are you sure God is actually wants to provide for you? Mm -hmm. Um, And I feel like those attacks on our peace can be so sneaky, but also they're so uncreative because it's always kind of the same area or like it could be your like appearance or other like there's so many things right where it's like that like one thing um and jesus is just inviting us to be at peace and to trust that he's taking care of it all yeah yeah i love that i think the enemy really comes into those like desires that seem good or that are good like good desires for you know whatever it might be but like you said he comes in and he twists it and he turns it into something where we feel like we have to go out and get that thing ourselves, you know, or we're afraid that our life will not be fulfilled if we don't get this thing. So we like act from this place of anxiety and fear that, you know, that the Lord himself is is not enough and he's not giving us everything that we need. Um, but yeah, Jesus is just inviting us to like come and be with him and live from that place of like, he's given us, you know, everything and, and more, you know, like so many, mm-hmm. so many blessings. And, and, you know, even if all of those blessings weren't there, ultimately he's given, given us himself like on the cross and of course in the church and in the sacraments and, um, and, and that is enough, you know, even though we forget that so much, I forget that so much. <laughs> yeah. We've been going through Exodus in the daily readings and like, I just always feel like a little Israelite. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go build this golden calf. I'm going to go do these things. And they're like getting manna from heaven every day. And yeah. <laughs> they're, they have everything and they're just consistently like forgetting, but mm-hmm. um, kind of along those lines. So when you are struggling with peace, if you ever struggle with peace, oh, yes. <laughs> um, what do you, what are there any things that you do to kind of like, we've talked about this a little bit, but like, is there anything specific you do to be like, okay, I need to like, kind of, um, reinvite this fruit back into my life. Um, yes, I think, you know, moments when I lose my, lose my peace nowadays, usually are in moments that feel really chaotic with two little kids, you know, um, I love them so much and they're like my like joy the light of my life but it's so hard sometimes you know there's just um toddlers and babies just have so many like needs and so many toddlers especially like big emotions like a lot of times I'll struggle a lot with my oldest because I um I just get easily frustrated with something that he's doing or I just you know sometimes feel like he should be able to be to act like an adult, even though he's only three, you know. (laughs) Um, So I just can easily lose my patience in moments like that. Um, And then I think like bigger picture stuff too, like the future of our family, like discerning, we're discerning right now if we're, you know, going to stay in Santa Barbara or move somewhere else. And yeah, just like that unknown of the future um, can sometimes cause me to become anxious or to like, look way far ahead and like, you know, plan things that I have no business planning right now, you know, (laughs) or try to. Um, And so I think it's, yeah, so easy in those moments to, to lose my peace. Um, And I think just like recognizing when that's happening, like noticing that shift in myself and my heart of like, okay, I'm feeling anxious right now. I'm feeling frustrated. Like, I feel like my emotions are starting to take over. Um, just like slowing down, coming back to the moment, like, you know, taking a breath, 
especially with kids too, like having them take a breath, like, um, and just come back to the Lord and say like, you know, Lord, please, please give me peace in this. Like, I don't feel at peace right now, um, but help me to come back to that like deep sense of peace, of well-being, of like the truth that like you are here and you're with me and you haven't abandoned me. Um, so I think, yeah, in those moments, just like stopping and recognizing what's happening. And sometimes that doesn't happen perfectly, but like maybe later on reflecting, like coming back, like thinking about what happened, like during the exam or later in your day when you have a moment to like sit and think about it um, and pray about it. And just like returning to that relationship with the Lord, I think is so important. Um, and sometimes maybe that's going to confession, you know, like if, you know, there's a sin that's been committed, like restoring that relationship with the Lord and with with anyone that we might need to apologize to um and also not like overly beating myself up of the moment like in the moments of weakness or failure um i think often too i can be too, just too hard on myself like <laughs> um there's a story of when i was a little kid and i i got in trouble for like using my phone in class in fifth grade and like a bunch of us did because we were all like texting each other in class and my parents you know found out and i told my mom to take my phone away for two weeks i like punished myself like <laughs> and my mom i was, love that <laughs> they you're like i don't deserve this yeah i let's literally misuse the privilege i was so ashamed like just this deep sense of shame which i think like you know it's important to recognize when we've done something wrong and like to to take responsibility for the consequences of our actions but like maybe not to that point, you know, like we don't need to like necessarily punish ourselves for making mistakes. Um, those are moments to like really come to the Lord and just, you know, say like, I'm weak and small and like, this is a place where I need you. And he wants us to depend on him in those moments. Um, so yeah, I think just coming back, coming back to the Lord, like whether that's, you know, committing to that time during your day of prayer, after a moment of weakness or failure, like taking some time to reflect or, you know, stopping yourself in the moment, taking a breath, um, the sacraments like confession, if you, you need to go like, yeah, just continuing to build that intimacy with the Lord, like, so that we can like be like more deeply rooted in peace and come back to it quickly when we lose it, you know? Yeah. I love that. You're yeah. I, um, I also relate to that kind of beating, beating yourself up. And I think the, the heart of peace is, is, as we've said already, like trust and like bringing something to Jesus. And, um, this last week there was something that was like really kind of, um, bothering me. And it was, it was something I was worrying about a lot and it just kind of had been weighing on me. And so I was in a conversation with someone who loves me a lot. And, um, I was explaining like, yeah, I've kind of been like struggling with this situation and their response to me, which they meant it well, but the response was kind of like, it doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't matter. Why are you worried about this? It doesn't matter. And my immediate reaction was, oh my gosh, you're totally right. I can't believe I'm worried about this. I can't believe like just kind of just like beating myself up. Like you need to like, whatever, like let the situation go, whatever. And then <laughs> two days later, I got to daily mass early, like a little bit early. And I was just sitting in silence and I just heard the Lord say, Hey, like it matters to me. 
And I just started to sob at this daily mass because I had forgotten, right? I had forgotten this interaction. I'd forgotten this exchange. And it was like, just that reminder that like this thing that had been weighing on my heart, like everything matters to him, you know, and this, and he cares and he is there to receive it, um, Mm -hmm. and to heal it. And like, how many things do I decide I'm going to take care of by myself without inviting him to heal it? Mm -hmm. And it was just such a beautiful moment of just, again, the lessons we have to learn. I have to learn a zillion million times are like when something is causing that kind of lack of peace, like take it to Jesus because, you know, he, he wants it and he doesn't get tired of us and he, you know, it matters to him. Um, and that's given me a lot of, I think, kind of reassurance in those moments of being like, oh gosh, like, does anybody like, does anyone have patience for this? Like, oh, he does. Like he, he actually really wants it. And, you know, he wants to be there to give us the peace so that we can let go of that worry and that fear and that kind of like anxiety that can sometimes wrap us up in something before we like give it to him. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. I feel like that so often in, in motherhood, especially just like, Jesus, I can't do this by myself. Like (laughs) there's so many things that can bring us to that point. But I think, yeah, that that is like, even though it's, it's very humbling, like that's such a good place to be of like, yeah, I, I can't do this by myself. And these little things that are, you know, on my heart are causing me to, to feel a certain way or to feel anxious, to struggle, like those are the things he so badly wants to be with us in. Um, and I can see it like, you know, as a parent, like as a mom, like when when Ben is, or Rosie, like either of them are trying to do something on their own and and they just like, they get so frustrated sometimes or they like, they want to do something so bad that like they're not able to do yet. And, and just like, you know, their dependence on, on us as parents is such a good lesson for me of like, okay, I'm so little too. Like I, even though I'm a grown up now, like I'm still like a child in the sense of like, I can rely on my father to take care of me, you know, like to help me in those, those moments where I am poor and, and he delights in that. Like, I love getting to help my kids when they, when they need something, you know, or like to see their joy when like, we do something together and it's like, you know, better than what they could have done on their own. And yeah, I think just that dependence, that trust, like you said, is so essential. Um, and to just let go of like the feeling that we have to do it all on our own. Yeah. Cause we can't, mm-hmm. um, it's that I love the surrender novena. That's another place I'll go when I need some peace. And there's one of the days that something along the lines of like, you're like children who ask your mothers to help you. And then you go and decide that you're going to figure it out on your own, like getting in your mother's way. And like that piece always sticks out to me because it's like, I do fall into that where it's like, okay, like I'd like you to help me find somewhere to live. And then I'm like, and now I'm going to spend like four hours a day on Zillow finding it for myself. Like when it's like the Lord, like he, he's like, how am I supposed to give you good things if you are constantly like getting in the way? And, um, it's like, how do I like or it's like the, the child who wants to help in the kitchen. And so they're like, cons- like jumping in front of their parent, like putting their hands on the stove. And you're like, okay, I know you want to help. Like, yeah, please. You're going to burn yourself. And I want you to have food too. So that's so good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Go ahead. Um, oh, I was going to say, yeah, I was going to say like in those moments too, I've had times too, when it comes with like, when it comes to places to live, especially because we, we were living with family for a long time and for so long I was just like how are we ever gonna you know have our own place and 
you know, would feel so anxious about that all the time because I just didn't see how it was going to work out. Um, and then I think I got to a place of just, yeah, like you said, surrender, like, okay, Lord, like this is where you have us for now. And this, that that's good. You know, like, even if there's things about it that are difficult, like this is your will because it's happening. And like, <laughs> nothing, nothing is outside of your will. Um, and you can work all things, you know, for good. And so I got to this point of just like, okay, Lord, like, I will give you my desire, like of a home, like of a place for our family to live and to grow. Um, and trust that you like will fulfill that in your time. And and then when he did, like it was so beautiful and providential and I could receive it so much more as a gift rather than just trying to like take it for myself, you know? Um, and like when, when we were able to move and, and we found our place, like there was such a sense of peace that came with it. And just like the knowledge that like the Lord has provided this for us. And like, this is not something that we could have done for ourselves. Um, and yeah, just being able to receive and to like move forward in peace rather than just trying to grasp and trying to, to take control and do it ourselves. <laughs> um, so I think just growing yeah. in, that, in that surrender is so important too. Well, totally, because then the gift is really a gift. You know, I think if I look back on the most beautiful experiences of my life. None of them were really things that I like did in my own strength. Um, and that is so beautiful. And that is something I have also invited him into. It's like, God, I want you to do this in a way that like no one, not even myself can claim that like I did it, you know, like I want you to do things that are so beautiful. And like that, I, mm, maybe it's also the surrender novena where he's like, God, like be glorified in my need, like be glorified in my needs, like be glorified in responding to this so that people will look at this situation or at this opportunity and be like, oh yeah, like that was such like a God, a gift from God, mm -hmm. um, which, you know, definitely was your situation with your, your housing, you know, you, I mean, it's such a cool story and, um, you were definitely provided for. Um, but it does take that stepping back and kind of putting your hands up and saying like, God, I trust your, you want, you want this for us. Um, and one more thing on that, I had a really great confession about a month ago, I guess, maybe a few weeks ago and, um, uh, my penance, which I have continued doing every single day since then, um, is the priest told me to say like 12 times after that, but then now I've been saying it kind of first thing in the morning. Um, Jesus and Mary help me to want only what God wants for me mm. over and over and over again. Okay. And I love it because I can feel it kind of already changing my heart. And like already I can feel myself being more present and like, okay, I want like help me want what God wants for me. Like my desires are good and I trust God can be glorified and will be glorified in my desires. But there's something so cool about saying, actually, like I would really like to be a little bit more unified to your will. Um, so yeah, that's been a powerful prayer too. Mm, I love that. It's so good. Yeah. yeah then, it's been a good one. When our desires are aligned with him too, I feel like that brings a lot of peace. Like when we're not constantly like, like working against, <laughs> like, uh -huh. God, you know, like I, I think part of like our desires are so important, but they also need to be, like you said, conformed to the will of God like some desires are not good, you know, and we need, mm -hmm. sometimes it's hard to recognize, but we, we need to surrender all of our desires to the Lord and, and entrust them to him 
which can be hard. And I think even sometimes asking like, help me to want to surrender this because I don't want to yeah. let go, you know, like there's certain things that are so hard to let go of. Um, or, you know, help me to want to want like however many wants like <laughs> you need mm-hmm. until the Lord like does that for you, you know? Um, so yeah, I love that. Yeah. I think the stronger version of that prayer was something along the lines of like, like God, I want only what you want. And then this priest had apparently realized over time that that was a hard prayer for people. So he was like, okay, it's a help me to want only what you want. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because there. it is hard. And it is. And I think, you know, I've had so many experiences of the Lord asking me to let go of something. And sometimes that will make me actually grasp it harder. Cause I'm like, oh, you're making, oh, you want me to let go? Okay. Well, actually, I'm going to just like hold on to it even tighter. Oh and, um, which is just so embarrassing and so immature. But, it's sometimes a hard thing. And then that's when the prayer really becomes Jesus. Like grant me the grace to like release this back to you because clearly I can't, I'm not ready to give it back. Like I'm not ready to, it's the, that, um, a story of Jesus and the rich man, Mm. man, that hit me, I guess it was this week, last week hit me harder than I think it ever really has where he was like, (laughs) okay, like you're following the commandments now, like sell all you have, like, give me that one last thing you don't want to give me and, um, follow me. And the rich man leaves. And I've always, I've always been like, well, I would sell all my stuff and I follow Jesus. (laughs) And then he like asks something of me to like respond in obedience. And I'm like, oh, I don't know about that. Um, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm the rich man. Of course, I've always been the rich young man. I was just too prideful to realize it before, but, um, Oh but God. he also knows it's hard for us to like go of those things and like, yeah, yeah. But it's always an invitation and prayer is helpful. Yes. Yeah. And I think just that invitation over and over again, like, like obviously we only see one moment in that, in the rich man's, the rich young man's life. Like we see that moment and hopefully, you know, eventually he, he came back, but I think, yeah, like the Lord presents us with those invitations all the time and and always is inviting us back, even when we're not willing to let go, you know, like he's so patient with us. Um, and he doesn't want us to go away sad, you know, like he wants us to, he wants us to live in like the fullness of joy. Um, even if, you know, that looks different than what the world tells us is a happy life or a joyful life or a peaceful life, you know, like, like you said, peace that surpasses understanding. Um, and yeah, but I feel like, you know, we keep coming back to trust, but like that takes trust to jump into something that maybe we don't immediately understand. Um, so. Mm-hmm. Totally. So as we kind of think about peace, do you feel like there's someone in your life who you feel like embodies this virtue really well, like that you would look to maybe as a, you know, exemplar of peace? Yeah. Um, Ryan, my husband is like the greatest example for me. I think like I mean, because we have such a close relationship, you know, you get to see the gifts of the other person, um, which is really beautiful. And he's always been such a like stable, peaceful example for me, um, which is great because I easily get anxious and easily worry about things that are out of my control. and I think marriage has brought a lot of that, like that. I've, that's always been, you know, a struggle for me. But I think marriage has brought a lot of that forward, you know, because you have to trust your husband. You have to trust the Lord. You have to trust that, like, he's brought you into this vocation and that he's going to take care of you and your family. Um, and Ryan has just been such a great example of that for me. He's, yeah, like, 
he just lives out of this like place of trust that like the Lord is in these things, in these struggles that he's taking care of us. Um, and he's just very even keel. Like, I think he has a very even keel personality naturally. And then, you know, with living out his faith, like that kind of is taken to the next level and just like a great, being a great example of like trust in the Lord for me and someone that I know I can come to, like when I feel anxious and he's gonna like talk me down from a ledge and like <laughs> bring me back to reality. So I'm very grateful that, you know, he's my husband and that he's a great example of that for me. Yeah. Ryan's the best. He's, he's so wonderful. Um, it's been really cool doing this. And at this point, I think every person I've interviewed who's married has, I'm like, so who's the example of this virtue? And they've all said their husbands. And I'm like, I love this so much because it's true. Like you become more like those people you spend time with and you spend a lot of time with Ryan and like, he's around your kids and like they're, they're his, his kids too. But like, you know, I just think it's so beautiful because that's exactly what you want, right? Like you want that vocation to, to draw you closer to who God created you to be. Um, and the balance I think is so important. Um, yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Yeah. And to have that in your home too, is such a gift. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I know. That steadiness. So funny. We always talk about how Ryan and Rosie have the same personality and me and Ben have the same personality. Like Ben is literally a clone of me. And Ryan is like so similar to Rose or Rosie is so similar to Ryan. And so, so hopefully we'll all just balance each other out. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh my gosh. That's so great. Yeah. Rosie's such a chill girl. And Ben is like, here are my trains. Here are my cars. Let's play with them now. Now we're going to have them in like a car accident. And I'm like, I love this kid. So it's, I see so much of myself in him, which is probably why moments can be challenging with him, you know, because yeah. The people who have similar struggles to you, I feel like you, you tend to, to have a hard time because you see something reflected back in yourself and you're like, oh, mm, that. difficult. <laughs> yeah, no, totally. Oh my God. Yeah, so good. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. Okay. So what kinds of thoughts would you have if someone's listening to this and they're like, okay, like I would like to, um, be more peaceful. I'd like my life to be a bit more peaceful. Like, do you have advice in kind of practical ways to move towards that things that have worked for you um yeah i think i mean some of the the things we've already said is just really prioritizing time with the lord in silence each day whether that's you know i think waking up and praying first thing in the morning is really important because it just it starts you off you know in the right place with the lord and i think can really like ground you for the day um holy hour in the morning if you can or just like waking up and and praying offering your day to the lord first thing um and then you know throughout the day coming back to the lord especially in moments of anxiety whatever that might look like you know the jesus prayer or just stopping taking a breath for a moment um i think also like the sacraments of course like mass of course on sundays like throughout the week if you can um because you can literally receive the lord himself (laughs) um and you know even even if it doesn't feel like anything is happening like i know some like something must be happening if i'm receiving jesus himself and i'm in a state of grace you know like he's slowly like forming me and changing my heart and softening my heart um and bringing me closer to himself um 
And then I think like another thing that was coming to mind is just like making time for leisure and for fun, like especially with family life, like something that I've kind of struggled with is just feeling like there's always something to do. There's always something to clean. There's always like a mess that needs to be dealt with or, you know, some kind of meal or snack to prepare um, and just like not letting myself get too overwhelmed, like not becoming too much like Martha, you know, like <laughs> mm-hmm. serving out of a place of anxiety and feeling overwhelmed, but like, like enjoying all of those things. And also throughout that, like, you know, if, if, if there's a sink full of dishes, but Ben is like, mom, like, can we draw together? Can we play trains? Can we, can we play together? Like just being okay with like, you know what? I, I know that I'm going to get the dishes done at some point. Like, it's okay. I can put this down and just like be present mm-hmm. with my kids, um, be present with the Lord, like meet the Lord and my kids and like say yes to him in those moments. And then, you know, like doing other fun things, like the fun things that I enjoy doing, like going to Pilates or like, you know, hanging out with friends, things like that. Um, I think just like allows us to live from a place of peace and joy um, and to encounter the Lord in those places too. Mm. I think, I think that's it. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Just continuing that's to reflect so deeply in our relationship with Jesus and like the peace will flow from there. Totally. Something that's been really helpful for me kind of since you're talking about fun, I feel like, I feel like that might be my word of the year for next year. I know we're not there yet, but I just feel like the Lord is inviting me to have fun. And I tend to take things like really seriously and like really want to have things organized and planned. And then- <laughs> you know, yeah, I'm speaking to someone who understands. Um, but there's, I, I don't know if you've been, if you've watched the chosen yet. Um, um no. okay. So yeah. it took me a long time and it was, um, Erica <laughs> who actually was like, you must finish these. Um, and she was right. Like they're so good. They're so beautiful. But something that really pulls me in all of those episodes is like joy of Jesus. And he always just has this little smile. Like he's just like, I think a fruit of peace, a fruit of the fruit of peace is that you can be just like light. Like there's a freedom, there's a freedom there. And from freedom comes joy and like fun. Mm -hmm. Like if I, if I, you know, am feeling stressed about something or getting worried about some problem that really isn't mine to solve. Um, some, one of the best things I can do is go sit in the backyard and read a book or go for a run or, you know, I've been making these like little friendship bracelets because I'm going to the Taylor Swift concert. And so those sorts of things, you know, like, but it's just so funny. Like, I don't know. So the chosen has really helped me realize like Jesus has this deep, deep relationship with God. So he knows he's free to be a child and he's free to be joyful. And I think that you, you can't have that. Or I think that, yeah, I think that the peace begets that joy. Yes. I, I was thinking about that a lot too. Like, living from a place of peace allows us to experience true joy. Like, yeah. To -hmm. just not worry and to trust and to like know that the Lord has us where he wants us and to, to be joyful about that because that's a good thing. Um, funny story about the Taylor Swift bracelets. We were, at a we were at a brewery the other day with Ben and a couple friends and Rosie and, you know, our whole family. And there was these girls sitting at another table making bracelets. And of course, Ben walks over and he's like, what are you guys doing? Like, (laughs) and so they give him an entire bag of beads, like huge bag of beads. And 
So our house has just been like like bead slits and like <laughs> he's in his, his Taylor Swift era too with all the Taylor Swift girls. <laughs> I love that so, for him. It's I actually been I really went fun to, for both of us. <laughs> yeah, it's like there's something about creating or like I was really into paint by numbers in New York and I would do all these paint by numbers and I'm just like there's something about and those are bracelets and paint by numbers are not you don't have to be artistic for either no. of those things. You don't need an no. ounce of talent. You can, no. you need to paint in the lines sort of, and like put beads on a string, like you're good. Um, but it's so fun. Like it just creates so this element of like, I was actually, it was a bachelorette party I was at and we started and one of the girls brought this bracelet box. I'm like, this is weird. Like, why are we doing this? But we spent probably half of the bachelorette party sitting in a circle, talking, making bracelets. And like some of the people didn't know each other. It was like the most communal, like we were, we would go out for the evening and we would come back home and be like, all right guys, bracelets. And we just like make bracelets. It was so fun. Um, anyway, so I think the takeaway from this is for peace make a bracelet and yeah. see what happens. <laughs> I mean, it, it could be so good, you know, cause it's just something simple. You're doing something with your hands. So you can't be like on your phone, maybe like yeah. don't have the podcast on in the background, just like yeah. sit and make a bracelet with a friend or by yourself or with your kids, you know? So yeah. fun. I love it. So Thanks good. So Swift. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Taylor. Um, so good. Okay. Emily, this has been great. Do you have anything else you want to kind of just talk about with peace? Any other last thoughts? I feel like we, we've been pretty comprehensive. We've solved the problem yeah. for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Guys problem solved. You're welcome. Um, I'm just kidding. Anyway, I don't, I don't think so. I mean, yeah, I think, I think we said it all. Jesus wants to give us his peace and we can just receive it, you know? Mm-hmm. He's always saying like, my peace is with you. Receive my peace. Don't be afraid. Um, yeah, I guess one yeah. last thing is like if we receive peace from the Lord and are able to live, you know, for the most part out of that peace and to come back to it when we lose it, like we will be so much more effective in whatever our mission in life is in like sharing that peace, sharing that joy, sharing Jesus himself with others. Um, yeah, I think it starts with us like and that intimacy that we have in relationship with the Lord. And then from that can flow like our mission and the things that like the Lord calls us to, um, whether it's, you know, work, family, the people in our lives, whatever it is, um, we'll so much be so much better be able to share him if we have like first received him. Mm. And there's something so attractive about someone who's living in peace, Mm -hmm. just like there's something so attractive about somebody who lives joyfully and I do think that a lack of peace is the quickest thing that can make us, um, grumpy Christians and, (laughs) um, you know, a little too melancholic for the good of others. So I love that. Oh, amazing. Okay. The last question I ask everyone is what is working for you lately? Um, okay. I thought of two things. One is like not super serious. Another one is more, you know, great. We love that related. Um, but what is working for me lately has been summer dresses, which maybe you and Erica like kicked me off on that. Oh, you're so cute. You're wearing one right now, but it's just been so hot. And I remember when you guys came, you had your cute little blue and white dresses that day. We yes. <laughs> and it was like, wow. Like, and especially as a mom, sometimes it's so easy to just like, you know, throw on whatever, like, you know, not really care. Um, but a dress is so low effort 
and it can just make you feel so cute and so nice and with the heat it's just comfy and easy um so yeah i've been loving that i've been wearing dresses like all the time which has been great um and then something that's more i guess serious or not serious but a little deeper um like i said like the early morning prayer time has been great and specifically i've been for the for a while now probably like six months i've been doing trying to do the office of readings every morning um that's awesome yeah i love it because it's it's on the um i breviary app or you can use a real breviary if you know how to i don't so i just use the app um but i love it because it's got like it's got the psalms it has a hymn it has a reading from you know the bible and then it has some type of reflection from like a saint or just some like a passage so it's kind of similar to like magnificat but i love it because it's it's just right there and it's easy and um, there's so much like sometimes I'll just read one thing and reflect on that or I'll read through the whole thing and and really you know pray through all of it if I have the time um, so it's been nice just to like wake up and go to that and know that you know I'll get some good prayer time out of that so highly recommend and it's nice because it's like liturgical it goes with the seasons and and everything so I've been enjoying That's that. awesome it's nice to have something to pick up I find that like morning prayer, whether it's like a devotion you're going through, or if you're reading through a book, I was going through Job like last month. And it's just so helpful to have like, mm -hmm. okay, I'm doing the 33 days to morning glory right mm -hmm. now. So it's just like to have something to pick up to it's kind of jumpstart. Yeah. Yes. It's really nice. Cause then you're not making that decision every morning of like, okay, which of these am I picking up? Like, what am I doing? Um, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Well, thank you for sharing and thank you for all your time. This has been so great. And I'm so glad to have finally gotten you on the podcast. And I, yeah, I just hope that this episode um, gives people encouragement and a little bit of hope um, and hopefully a whole lot of peace um, <laughs> about where God has you. Yes. Maybe some new bracelets too. Yes. If anyone wants to send me bracelets yeah. <laughs> oh or send God. beads to you, care of bed. Like, oh here gosh. you go. We've got we more so beads. We have so That's many. so sweet. I, I love it. that. Amazing. Thank you so much, Jane. It was so good to chat. And yeah, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Oh my gosh. Come back anytime. Thanks. Anytime <laughs> at all. much for joining us for another episode of the Sunday Monday show. If you liked it, if you enjoyed it, if you learned something, we would be so appreciative if you shared it with a friend, shoot it in a text, post it on social media, whatever you want to do. Sharing these episodes helps more people find them. And while you're doing that, if you could rate and review these episodes, that would also be so appreciated. If you're looking for more, you can follow us on Instagram at the Sunday Monday underscore or visit us online at www.thesundaymonday.co where we have tons of articles and free resources designed to help you be bold in your faith, work, and life. Until next time, thanks so much for being here. Get back to work. I love you all. Bye.